Hello everyone! Welcome back to uh, Capes and Japes after our week away. Um, For a second I thought you were going to say after hours. Capes and Japes <laughs> after dark. <laughs> I don't um, know how the vibes would change. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, I don't know what we would be able to say on our After Dark podcast that would be different from what we already say on our normal podcast. Like, once you, you know, make up the headcanon that Wally West uh, introduced jerking off to the DC continuity, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing really else. Yeah, yeah, that's about as After Dark as it gets over here. Um, Capes and Japes after dark, and also, uh, Capes and Japes after, uh, one week break. Um, we took, we took a week off from podcasting due to just circumstances in our normal lives, and it turned out to be, like, an extremely chaotic week, just, like, world history-wise. Um, like... Not even comics news, just, like, normal, like, current events news. Um, so, sorry, I guess, that we were keeping several <laughs> governments intact. <laughs> Apparently. Capes and japes, this is why we haven't taken a week off until now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows the consequences? It's like a butterfly flapping its wings. <laughs> Um, anyways, so sorry and or you're welcome about that. Uh, and now we're back and we are wrapping up our, uh, <laughs> our exploration of the New Mutants with a pretty weird entry, I guess befitting of after a weird week. Um, sort of... Technically, new mutant magma. She joined uh, the team. She she was on the team for a period of time. She was a new mutant. She was there, and that was my first introduction to her. As wild as it is, her introduction on new mutants. Oh boy, yeah, we are gonna. Oof, there's some. There's some stuff. To unpack. Um, I should have reread that issue in prep for this. <laughs> just, just to see if I was misremembering exactly how buck wild it is. I mean, I'm gonna say, having you know read like the summary of it and everything, I don't think you were. Um. So, uh, magma. Um. Miss Amara Juliana Olivian's Aquila is introduced in issue number eight of the original New Mutants uh, in 1983, written by uh, Chris Claremont, um, drawn by Sal Bushima and Bob McLeod, um, and... <laughs> You guys, you guys are just gonna have to strap in for this backstory, okay? Th part of, part of the thing, 
part of the thing about Magma is that, like, pretty much all of the original New Mutants um, have, like, dramatic backstories, but, like, it's mostly based on, like, real stuff. Like, if you take out the superpower part, it's, like, all plausible. It, like, it's about them dealing with, like, religious trauma and, like, racism and real-world events. Um, so Magma really comes in out of left field <laughs> in that regard. Um, because, uh, Magma is part of a, uh, society, um, called (laughs) New Rome. (laughs) She lives in a society. She does live in a society. Um, uh, New Rome, or, uh, Nova Roma, um, which was... An extension of the, uh, of the Roman Empire, supposedly founded after the death of Julius Caesar in Brazil, which existed um, up through the 80s when the New Mutants show up, un- undiscovered, and with everybody still, without any technological advancements. So it it's still basically ancient Rome, but just a little tiny pocket of it hidden in the jungles of Brazil. It was ancient Rome and also an indigenous population. Yeah. Um it's it's it's, it's, it's really it's an ancient Roman colony hidden in the middle of the jungle, inaccessible to everyone, except apparently the New Mutants. Except the New Mutants who can go anywhere, do anything. Um, Also, Selene is there. Also, Selene. Yes, this is, um, (laughs) this is the uh, first appearance, actually, of uh, Selene. The, uh, immortal witch vampire mutant, um, who goes on to be, like, a pretty significant recurring, like, X-Men villain. Um, she, like, in in this, when they introduce Selene, they're like, oh yeah, she's a witch. She sucks the life force out of young women to keep herself young. Classic yeah. shit. She just does that. You know. Um, so, uh, Selene is the ruler of New Rome, and, uh, Magma's father is a high-ranking senator, um, and he, uh, finds out that Selene, um, is (laughs) sucking the life force out of young women to keep herself young, um, and also that she has a cult um that consists primarily of like indigenous brazilian people who are helping her do this um and i can't stress this enough amara and her family are white <laughs> yes um they are very much of the roman it 
feels like they're like our two societies mixed the roman and the indigenous people who were already here that we basically you know put all our roman shit on we mixed but we didn't we didn't actually so much um yeah because there's a lot of um just very white people and then also the unnamed i think i'm pretty sure they're even just like an unnamed indigenous population or it was they went so far as like mayan i don't remember i should have reread this i i i think because it think is they were, wild I, I think it's specified inca um mm. but it's it's it is whack no matter what because <laughs> then because then because amara's senator father is like, damn, Celine wants my daughter's mutant powers so bad. I gotta get her out of the city to protect her. I know. Yep. We'll put her and a bunch of women in blackface. Yep. And have them pose as an Amazonian tribe. Yep. Just living in the jungle. Celine will never find her. Yep. That is, yeah, so that's... <laughs> and then the new mutants find her, and they're like, oh shit, we're, well, I guess we're just gonna put her on our boat, because they're with some not great people trying to find, um, Berto's mom, I think, is mm. missing? They're in the jungle for some reason. There's some people who I think are trying to kill Roberto, um as always and make it look like an accident uh but like hit the he, roberto's like we got to keep going so that we can find my mom and then his mom ended up like in the nova roma mm-hmm. city um but like they find this woman and they're like wow maybe she can tell us like what is up or, like, the ship sinks or something and they gotta go deeper. I don't know. What I do remember is that they kidnap this woman. I think Danny is weirdly racist. <laughs> Which is wild. Um, Wild. Like, Danny all... was, like, American indigenous. Also, Roberto, who is Afro-Brazilian. Yeah. Um... And then Rain is the one who's like, nay, we have to protect this woman. <laughs> and oh. she's like staying in the room and she's like, I wish you could understand me. Oh my god. I'm Rain. <laughs> Rain? Amara. Oh, I guess your name's Amara. And then she falls off the boat at one point and Rain like jumps in to save her or like this is when the boat sinks anyway Rain saves her and she's like oh my god her skin's as white as mine and she's blonde Did I gotta hold on to this rock but I wish you could understand me and she's like I do I could oh. understand you this whole time I speak English for some godforsaken reason <laughs> even though we are a Roman city a Roman colony in Brazil. A Roman colony in the middle of the Amazon. Just absolutely somehow this is, this is speaks really, English. Like we've we've given over the past several weeks, we've given a lot of props to New Mutants for having 
a, like, diverse range of, like, developed characters. Um, I feel they like lose they a had lot to... of points for this. I feel like this had, this had, like, somebody else's hand in there, like, no, no. Yeah. We need to swing it back the other way. Yeah. We need uh, another white person, but also we need some terrible stuff in here. Yeah. Every or so they, often. Or they had, like, oh, no, are they... Are people gonna be onto us that we have a good diverse team of well-rounded characters? We gotta do some buck wild nonsense so that yeah. they don't get suspicious and cancel new mutants. Yeah, that's... like what was the th- thought process here? Why? It's because every so often you're reading '80s comics and you're surprisingly impressed, and then they have to remind you that they are in fact '80s comics. Yeah, yeah, that is it. Just like, oh, right, this is this is the 1980s. Yeah. Um. So, all of this happens with uh the New Mutants uh kidnapping this teen in blackface. Um, but uh they in turn get captured by Celine. Um, who tries to, uh, kill Amara and drain her life force. Um, Danny distracts her. Um, Celine ends up dropping Amara into a pit of lava that's just kind of (laughs) there in their fun little evil lair. Um, but being dropped into the lava awakens Amara's mutant powers. Which, obviously, involve controlling lava. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, uh, can, uh, create, um, and, like, she can lava bend. Um, she can also, uh, control, like, tectonic plates and create earthquakes. Um... She also, uh, sort of like Roberto has, like, a powered-up form where she's basically, she just looks like she's made of lava, uh, which is cool. Um, but she is also, uh, extremely hot (laughs) and glowing, so, um, cool but deadly. Um, so she discovers her powers, um... They, uh, stop Celine, and, uh, Amara's father is like, well, why don't you go with these teens and, uh, learn about modern civilization? <laughs> Get, bring me back updates, or don't, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I feel like you'll probably be better off there? At this school? Where yeah. you're not by a volcano. I just, I just think, I, I think that would be best. Um, so, uh, she goes back with the New Mutants, um, and, uh, a lot of, like, kind of the initial arc is about her, you know, learning about modern society and, like, you know, Using her powers to pop popcorn. Yeah! 
fun, fun teen superhero stuff. Um, so she's, uh, with the New Mutants, uh, for a bit. She, uh, fights, um, they have, like, a, uh, an ongoing feud with the, uh, Hellions, who, which are (laughs) Emma Frost's, uh, Massachusetts Academy teen mutant team. So, new mutants, but evil. Um, and one of them, uh, is, uh... Gonna talk about empath? We're gonna talk, we have to talk about empath, I guess, when we're gonna talk about magma. Um, uh, Manuel de la Rocha is a, uh, mutant with the, uh, ability to, uh, sense and manipulate people's emotions, uh, hence empath. Um, and he <laughs> has a very charged relationship, uh, with Magma specifically. Um, he, um, at one point turned, like, uh, during the, the time when I think, um, Karma is, like, possessed by the Shadow King, and she's, like, ruling over this, like, evil, like, gladiator fight ring. He, like, empath ends up, like, selling out Magma and Sunspot to the gladiator fight ring, and they have to fight, and then they have to get rescued. Um, she's also there, uh, when they get, um, when they all get sent to Asgard. She, uh, at some point, Celine like reveals to her that like she's actually like uh Amara's like ancestor. Um <laughs> and she has like secret evil plans for her. Um and Amara's like, okay, well, <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> well, that's wild. Alright. Uh oh, Alright, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna deal with that at another time um so at uh some point i think because of a kind of uh as a result of danny using her like uh like showing people their greatest desire power um everyone finds out that uh amara despite (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, classic <laughs> enemies to lovers. Despite, um, having such a, uh, intense rivalry with the Hellions and with Empath, actually has a great big crush on him. And, uh, she is extremely embarrassed and upset that everybody found out about this. Um, but it does not change the fact that she <laughs> really, really likes Empath. Um, and finds out, uh, at some point while the New Mutants are fighting the Hellions again, that Empath is also interested in her, um, and ultimately makes the decision to leave the New Mutants, um, and go join the Hellions instead. Um, largely to be with him, but she's also like, well, I was sent here to learn about modern civilization, um, so I should learn <laughs> from other people besides just you guys, like this hot 
Emotion manipulating teen. Um, I mean, <laughs> there is one part that I remember reading and going like, oh no. Mm-hmm. I do feel sad about empaths now. <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah, because I think, like, they kiss, and then a bit later, like, he has, like, a thing where he's like, I don't know if I'm making you like me, or... <laughs> I mean, I do... I <laughs> and do I'm like always kind of I'm like, that, that is that. the thing, isn't it? That, that is, the, is thing. the thing. It is... It is a fun, it is a fun trope. Um, it does get me every single time. That, it really, really does. Um, so, while, um, while she's on the Hellions, um, her dad contacts her and is like, okay, you've learned enough about modern society. I've arranged a marriage for you. Come back to Brazil. Come back to our Roman colony. In the jungles of Brazil. Um, and she and Empath go to Brazil. Um, their plane crashes and they end up stranded in the jungle. This, this is when it happens. (laughs) This is, this is when, this is when the, the fun, the fun thing happens. Um, where he's like, I don't know about my powers. When am I... How do we know if this is real? Always fun. Um, so she ends up, uh, well, one, um, the rest of the Hellions are killed while, um, Amara and Manuel are gone. And, uh, Sam and a couple other people go to find them to tell them what happened. Um, and... They find, this, this is a weird thing that I think has maybe since been retconned. Um, they find out that, uh, New Rome was not actually... Built in a day? It was not built in, well, actually, it was more built in a day than they thought it was. It was not actually, like, founded, like, as part of the Roman Empire, um, it was built much more recently by Celine, um, who wanted to, like, relive, uh, her experience in ancient Rome, because she had a great time, <laughs> um, and, like, kidnapped and, like, basically, like, brainwashed a bunch of people to make them think that they had been living in this ancient Roman colony for their whole lives. Um, and, like, they, uh, tell Amara that, um, she's actually a British woman, and her name is, her real name is Alison Crestmere. Um, so the, the thing about this is that, like, after this, she starts, um, going by... Allison, um, and is, like, spend some time, like, she tries to, uh, go and, like, find her, uh, like, her family in England, um, but then, uh, at some point she almost dies and she gets healed back to life, and when she gets healed, um, 
she's like, oh, healing me made me remember that, like, Allison wasn't real and, like, Amara is, like, my real identity. And it's like, oh, okay, so what... <laughs> Was the Rome thing fake or not? <laughs> um, there's um, also the fact that uh, when they find this out, um, this like, uh, you know, the fact that New Rome isn't actually Roman, um, it's because... Um, since Celine's not there anymore, she's not, like, exerting her control over everybody, so, like, the spell had, like, started to fade. Um, but while Empath was there, he was, like, prolonging the spell with his powers because he was really happy to be there with Amara, and he didn't want that to end. <laughs> um... So, a lot, uh, just a, a lot going on. Um, on, I think it's, um, Empath's Wikipedia page, there was, like, a, a sentence that was, like, The romance ended when Amara began to suspect that De La Rocha was using his abilities to control her emotions, which he was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, I... Um, I found, I was scrolling through my, uh, out of context comics panels, and I did find, um, <laughs> where he's like, I'm sorry, Mara, sometimes I can't tell the difference. What other people feel is what I feel. They assault me with conflicting emotions, needs, desires, signals all around till I can't breathe. And I grab hold of one emotion, any emotion, and use it to block out all the others. And I'm in control, not threatened, not overwhelmed, not afraid. I'm a coward, so I take the coward's way out. It's self-defense, it's rotten, but it lets me breathe. I'm sorry I made you do that. I didn't understand. <laughs> Damn, like, that... <laughs> that is good. <laughs> oh, man. Also, earlier, the like, why did you kiss me? Did you want to? Did I make you want to? Can't you tell? <laughs> Miss Frost says no. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, well, having some feelings about well. a boy that I have only had negative feelings about up until this moment. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been owned by this trope. <laughs> I'm like, wow, an empath that I don't feel positive emotions towards. Interesting. Thank you, New, Mut New Mutants. Oh, oh no! <laughs> they still got you. Uh, she is briefly part of a New Hellions team. Um, she almost dies, um, during, uh, an attack on the school. Um, somebody, as I'm not, I'm not sure which horrible X-Men villain did this, <laughs> but they crucify a bunch of mutants on the lawn. Um, Which terrible X-Men villain did this to my beautiful X-Men? To my, my sweet children. Um, she uh, survives, uh, but she is in a coma. Um, and this is around 
the time where, um, like, the second generation of New Mutants is being formed, the, like, uh, Prodigies generation. Um, so Danny comes back to the school to help teach them, um, and Amara's, like, still there in a coma, and she's very sad about it. Uh, Josh Foley, uh, Elixir, brings her out of her coma while he's still kind of, like, figuring out his powers, um, and he's like, oh, I know how I can be useful. I can wake this girl up from her coma. <laughs> um, and it turns out being, uh, suddenly forcibly woken from a coma is kind of upsetting. <laughs> hmm. Um. Interesting. And, yeah. And she, uh, runs away from the school. But this is also the point where, uh, like, later on, she's like, oh, yeah, now that, uh, after Josh healed me, once I kind of, like, recovered, I, uh, his healing removed the Allison memories, uh, made me realize that Amara was, like, my real identity. Again, I don't... <laughs> he cast Greater Restoration, and suddenly that modified memory was gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, thank you. Thank you, Josh Foley, my favorite cleric. Um, <laughs> she um, has another unfortunate breakdown um, at, uh, during the, the decimation the No More Mutants event, uh, because at the moment when Wanda says No More Mutants, she and another mutant who she had just started dating, who had, like, similar powers to her, were exploring a volcano together, and then Wanda said No More Mutants, and Amara kept her powers, but this guy lost his powers and fell into the volcano and died. Rip. Um, and Amara has a little bit of a breakdown. Um, um, uh, uh, so I cannot blame her. On, in this situation, no, I can't. Um, her, like, powers go kind of haywire. Uh, the volcano erupts. Um, she, like, uh, attacks a town. Eventually, Empath finds her um, and brings her back to the school where they're kind of, you know, trying to <laughs> collect as many of the mutants who are still powered as they can. Um, she, um, also gets, like, uh, manipulated by, like, another, like, psychic mutant, um, and blames Empath for it, and he's like, this was not me <laughs> this time. <laughs> She, uh, teams back up with the other New Mutants. Um, they, uh, work together on a couple of things. Um, when, uh, Celine brings, um, Doug back to life, he specifically sends, she specifically sends him to kill Amara because, uh, Celine wants Amara dead. Um... And, still, uh, after all this time. After all this time, she's still mad about it. Um, but obviously he doesn't succeed in killing her, um, and they manage to, you know... What What would Doug do against a volcano? <laughs> <laughs> it, 
He goes, ah, ah, oh no. It's like, oh, we brought him back to life and now he has better fighting skills because he can read people's moves in battle. It's like, okay, but she's still Doug, a translate volcano. this volcano. <laughs> but she's still a volcano. She like, is a volcano is the thing. Um, if he tries to touch her, he'll die. It's so funny. All she has um, to do is turn into her volcano form and then stand there. <laughs> He's like, damn, she got me. She got me with this one. Um, Celine, I'm sorry, I can't do it. What? Why? She turned into a volcano. I am just a man. I am literally just a guy. I'm just sitting here. Why didn't you <laughs> revivify a mutant who had powers that would be useful against a volcano? <laughs> if you want her dead that bad, do it yourself. <laughs> do it yourself, Celine. You're literally immortal. Um. Anyways, ultimately, Amara... Uh, forgives him i he do, he does the 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 very doug thing where like she's mad at him but then he like gives her a like a message in like a language he made up for only her to understand and she's like well that's sweet we can be friends again um there's a kind of an ongoing thing where it's like imply like implied that like roberto is interested in her but she might or might not be into him um, at one point, like, Ileana is, like, Roberto, she's not, she's not gonna feel the same way about you, let it go. Um, they do end up dating at some point, but I don't think it lasts that long. Um, when, um, during Fear Itself, um, there is a whole thing, um, where, uh, Danny, because of her, like, Valkyrie status, gets summoned, um, to hell by Hela. So, Asgardian Hela's realm of hell, H-E-L, and the New Mutants try to go after her. So, Ileana gives Doug a spell that he can use to take them there. But because either Ileana misspelling something or Doug misspelling something, instead of taking them to hell, H-E-L, where Hella is, it Does takes it take them, them to Christian hell? It takes- I technically- they're technically in comics, it's not Christian hell, it's a hell. But it takes them to hell, Christian hell, where Mephisto is. <laughs> Um, damn it wrong hell damn it fuck we fucked it up um so mephisto's there the devil basically um and hey, mephisto can you send us to hell the other one <laughs> the other one not this one um hell is hell <laughs> mephisto initially um like attacks the new mutants because like they're superheroes, and he's the devil. And and they've um, appeared in hell, like, that's threatening. <laughs> yeah, just shown up in hell. Uh, presumably they're gonna, you know, try and, like, stop him from doing evil or whatever. Um, he's like, I'm just trying to make dinner. Yeah. Amara uh, fights him, and he is so impressed by Amara that he goes like, Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to attack you guys. I will... Send you to hell, 
H-E-L, if Amara goes on a date with me. <laughs> Mephisto. Um, and, uh, Roberto, and also everyone else is like, do not go on a date with the devil. And Amara's like, well, we have to go to hell, not this one, the other one, to save Danny. So, sure, I agree. Um, and, and then- Honestly, she has not had great taste in men so far. Honestly, it is not not worked out so good for her. Um, I'm not that surprised that she's decided to go on a date with Mephisto at this point. um, So, like, Roberto is all like, oh man, we gotta figure out how to get you out of this deal. Uh, Maybe we can talk to Doctor Strange... He could probably help with this kind of thing. And Amara's like, no, I think I'm just going to go on this date with Mephisto. Um, That seems like the easiest solution is just to go. It's not even to date Mephisto. It is a date with Mephisto. Just going on a date with Mephisto. It's Um, free dinner, at least. Yeah. So Mephisto um, takes her on a date um, in hell. H-E-L-L, and has, like, a, like, a very fancy setup, like, a candlelit dinner next to a lake of fire, and he has a bunch of, like, famous, like, musicians who died and went to hell, like, playing music, um, and Amara is, uh, really tense the whole time, because they're in hell, and also he's the devil, and she's expecting, you know, some kind of trick, um, and she's finally (laughs) like, look, can we just, like, sign you know, whatever, an agreement that I went on your date and, like, it's, the deal is done and we don't have to do this anymore. Um, and Mephisto is like, listen, I'm not doing this for devil reasons. Genuinely, I just wanted to have a normal date. (laughs) (laughs) I know I went about this really weird, but literally nobody wants to date me. Nobody wants to date me. And the ones who do are kind of fetishizing. So, I don't... <laughs> Can I please just have a normal date? You like fire? We're by a lake of fire. Please just have... <laughs> please just a normal date. Um, so... Mephisto's like, okay, maybe I, I went a little bit overboard with this date. <laughs> Do you want to try again? And then she just dates Mephisto for a little bit. Like, multiple times. She continues to date Mephisto. I mean, I, again, am not surprised. Yeah. Given, uh, everything. Um, she, uh, they they break up because, uh, you know, Mephisto is the devil and, like, does some, like, evil stuff that... Amara can't condone. Um, Do you think Amara for a little bit was just like, I could fix him. I could fix him. You know, it didn't. It didn't work so well with empath, but I could fix him. Um, you know, the devil. Has anybody the tried devil. the devil from hell? H e l l. Yes, she. Um, they do get she, to hell, right? Yes, H e l. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they do. The deal works. Yeah, the deal works. He sends them to hell, H-E-L. They find Danny. Everything's... It's all fine. Um, Do you think they get out of there and they're like, 
well, Amara, thank you for your sacrifice. And she's like, oh yeah, we've got another date next Thursday. And they're like, the fuck? What? Uh, Amara. Amara. <laughs> did did you sign another contract? And she's like, no. It's just I just thought nothing. maybe it could be nicer. <laughs> it wasn't a very good date. And he said he would try again. And I agreed. <laughs> and they're like, Amara. <laughs> Amara, please. One, he's way too old for you. Yeah. Two, he's the devil. He's the devil from hell. That's a hell of a commute. It's a long-distance relationship, if I've ever seen one. Oh my gosh. And it's not like you're Ileana. Like, (laughs) you can't just pop in whenever you want to some other dimension. Like... Yeah, and Ileana isn't going to, like, chauffeur you back and forth to your dates. No, oh my god. Having Ileana as a chaperone (laughs) on your date with the devil, she's just standing back there with her soul sword. Yeah, Ileana definitely feels positive things about demons and devils. Yeah, she's just sitting back there sharpening the sword. Yeah. Amara's having a nice time and Mephisto's just sweating. Yeah. Honestly, I've talked myself into this. This is good now. This is good content. <laughs> um, God. Uh, Amara, she was briefly, uh, like, brainwashed into being part of, like, a new brotherhood of evil mutants. Um, and then, uh, Kitty fights them and stops them and breaks the brainwashing. So she's, uh, she's okay. Um, and currently, after being on, like, a couple different X-Men groups, she is, um, she is on Krakoa. I don't believe <laughs> Like most other mutants. <laughs> like, almost all mutants. Um, I don't believe she's on the current version of the New Mutants. Um, I don't know if she's she's shown up very much. I think it's just established that... She is there. Um, Does Krakoa have a volcano? It's. It seems like it should. It seems <laughs> like the kind of, like, it has volcanic island vibes, but I guess I don't know. She's just hanging out in a volcano the entire time. <laughs> She's just hanging out in a volcano. Doug's Maybe just like, doesn't... hey, Krakoa, where's Amara? I want to go have a talk. Oh, in the volcano again? I should have guessed. I probably should have figured that she would be in the volcano. All right, Um, Warlock, let's go talk to Amara. Have a nice little chat. No, I'm sorry, she can't know that you're here yet. (laughs) You still gotta be my secret arm. (laughs) You gotta be my secret arm, pal. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's Magma, the, the somewhat forgotten new mutant. The new mutant... Who's also there. (laughs) The Um, new mutant who has the most wild backstory. So people are like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to touch that actually. Yeah. I think, I think it's like a combination of like her extremely wild backstory, like not being like super well developed in like comparison to the others. Um, and also her, like her powers are cool, but like, when Roberto is already on the team, they're like, 
a little bit kind of like tactically and aesthetically similar. Um, and it's like, there's no one really that she has like, no one on the new mutants that she ends up having like, you know, a really defined relationship with the way that, you know, like Sam and Roberto do and Danny and Rain do and Doug and Warlock do. Oh, um, damn. She's the seventh wheel. Yeah. <laughs> She's the seventh wheel on this bus. Yeah. And it's all like also like when Ileana's there, it's like Ileana also has like kind of like a whack backstory, but Ileana is like like more like iconic and has like, you know, like a more like interesting design and the more like concrete personality and like has the advantage of like being the sister of like a well known X Man, so Sorry, Amara. And also her thing with Kitty. Yeah, she has that going for her. <laughs> um, sorry to Amara and your... The to- Amara. The token straight. The token straight on the New Mutants, honestly. <laughs> rip. Rip to her. Um, I, I just... Everything that the New Mutants have going on is so queer-coded. Yeah. Except for Amara. Except for Amara. It's like she leaves and it's like, oh, okay. Now this can be a gay team. (laughs) Amara's like, I'm going to go date Empath. And they're like, why? We do not get it. (laughs) That guy? Really? That guy? Are you sure? The one with the emotion manipulating powers. You don't see how that would be... All right. Well, good luck, I guess. Sure. All right. He's been nothing but mean to all of us this entire time. (laughs) Oh, okay. You're going to date the devil. Uh, We really just don't get on. We don't get Amara. We don't understand. It's like the, the, like, uh, like, mockumentary uh, talking to the camera, like, we don't understand Amara. (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's a roman thing oh my god yeah yeah for sure (sighs) anyways um you did read some comics today i I saw read some comics uh if you were in discord you saw that i read some comics because i put some comics panels in discord (laughs) um I started, I was like, oh, I'm going to catch up on Superman, Son of Kal-El. And I got, uh, I read uh, issues five uh, through eight, Mm. as well as the uh, 2021 annual and the um, Superman and Robin special. Oh, them! And then I was going to keep going because I have more, but then... um, The next storyline is the two-parter with Nightwing. Uh, And I don't actually have Nightwing 89, and it's not on DC Universe yet. No! So I'm like, well, guess I gotta wait. So then, um, I read the Marvel Voices Pride 2022, and I forgot to put that on my desk, so I'll be right back. Okay. So, um, it... Literally, 
Like, it's got its preface, which is good and fine. Uh, but then it literally starts with a full page of Loki tied upside down in literally, literally, the hanged man tarot card pose. Yep, that's how, that's the vibe <laughs> that we're going into Pride 2022 with. And I'm just like, why, why do we love a tarot imagery? We why do we it. love a tarot imagery? Why, also, why do we love the hanged man so much? Also, when has, when has Loki ever sacrificed? <laughs> <laughs> You don't know. It probably has at some point. But I also do love that the fucking the most Loki shit where he's just like, I'm gonna concoct a situation where I'm kidnapped by my exes just so that I can hit my Young Avengers panic button because nobody's picking up their phones and I want to hang out. It's so good. It's so great. Um, it's very good. I, um, I also love the, uh, the Novar and the Hercules story is really cute. It's cute. I wish it was longer. I, I wanted to see do, more I of them. do want to see more of them. Um. There's a lot of cute little moments. God, I fucking love Novar's little why am I always attracted to the smartest women and the stupidest men? You know why. You know why. <laughs> you know why. Oh. <laughs> uh, then there's the like <laughs> there's the like superpowered trans youth club <laughs> which shows up twice in this anthology and I'm very glad. Yeah, they these characters actually rule. Good arson. <laughs> Um, I love that they got Spider-Man <laughs> to show up and talk about responsibility. Yeah, he, he did a great job. He got thrown through a window. And then they, um, they show up later with, uh, the other, with the new trans, uh, X-Men. Yes. Yes. Which God, I love these kids. I love these new kids. I love these the, new kids. And I, I love the, like, Peanuts-style strip at the bottom of young Shella and Morgan. Like, I, lo I loved everything about this. I It was so good. Love the character designs. I love the art. I love the dialogue. I love her power. I love how, like effective those peanuts flashback strips were um i love it was like a very efficient use of storytelling i love that she's apparently gonna go beyond the new mutants yeah i also i love that they have like the framed art from when <laughs> north star got married yeah <laughs> just Which, in their apartment i guess I guess in-universe is, like, a photo. <laughs> it's gotta be! <laughs> I just love that it's the exact art. It's it's extremely good. Um, 
Just also a couple brief appearances from Emma Frost, which obviously yeah. makes every story better. Yeah. Um and Destiny gets to be there. Yeah, Destiny um <laughs> Destiny gets to uh cause some problems as <laughs> she often does. Permanent sleepover. Oh my god. It was oh so good. Wow, I'm so excited to um, see them again. There was also the story with um Venom, not the symbiote, the <laughs> yeah. um the snake man. Yeah, uh, you know because you're saying Venom. Yeah, Venom and his husband Taku Taku Taku? I don't know, but it was really sweet. It was very cute. I love that they just get to like be husbands and in love, which apparently has been because uh they've got like this little middle section where they talk about like some stuff and go over like the history and they talk a lot about the comics code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and like they were introduced in um like, Jungle Action number eight is when they were introduced, and, like, <laughs> like in 1969 or whatever, and then they start, like, oh yeah, they're companions in 1991, <laughs> and then now they're like, they're gay. We all know that, right? Like, that's... They- they are married to they, each other. They've been married this whole time, right? <laughs> like, that's obviously where this was going, and comics didn't want to say out loud. Um, I do want to laugh, though, because the uh, bit in the, like, history, um, they talk about Brian Fallsworth, Union Jack, and Roger Aubrey, um, and they're like, yeah, you know, they kind of hinted at how they were, you know, friends guys being Mm -hmm. friends yeah um but then i got like four times in this thing somebody editing didn't catch like four mistakes of brain falls worth (laughs) brain and roger were in fact lovers it's very unfortunate (laughs) It should not happen unless you're talking about my friend Brian Drain. <laughs> I, we do all love Brian Drain. Um, but Brain Fallsworth is fake and does not exist. Yes, correct. Uh, I did find that very funny, though. Um, the Moondragon Phylavel one was very fun. <laughs> Grandmaster, they're like having a get. Guardians of the Galaxy movie night and then she gets like mind controlled but it's like still the movie yeah and they're like wait you know who's you know who's bad the mayor it's it's good I do love the cool biker gang designs yeah (laughs) also I love two punks kissing while the mayor gets tackled and beat up by a bunch of citizens yeah, now that's what Pride yelling, is all no! about. <laughs> Suck it, Grandmaster. 
Also, I like how she wakes up and they're like, everyone, we picked up a vessel on the radar. Radar, It's the Commodore, the Grandmaster. She's like, oh, guess we got a rumble. <laughs> you know good and well that you've already rumbled. You have. Ma'am. You do it again. Yeah. The Runa one, I don't know much about this Valkyrie, but I do love her. But I feel like if you're gonna have Loki in two of the, your things in the same anthology, like, don't let one be very in character and then the other one not be very in character. But I do love that Northstar once told Thor he's an ally and he doesn't know what it means. <laughs> That's also my favorite part of it! <laughs> Northstar once told me I'm an ally. I don't know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Thor. I feel like what happened was, like, they were drunk, and Northstar, like, told Thor about his boyfriend, and Thor's like, that's great. And he's like, wow, Thor, you're a true ally. And Thor's like, I don't know what that is. And then, like, the next night, he's, like, kissing a boy, and he's like, what's an ally? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, yep, exactly, exactly correct. <laughs> if Thor knew what an ally meant, he'd be all like, oh, I'm not that. I am, I am bi, actually. I, I, I am. Have, I, I, Northstar, did you not? Okay. He's like, I mean, I do support LGBT people, but also yeah. I am one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't really, you know, discuss that on Asgard because most people are, but... Uh, Okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, mean, Runa's like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm gay. I've never really had to deal with it. <laughs> yes. It, it's different on Asgard. On Asgard. It, but, you know, if we want to have a party, we're all about <laughs> parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have a party, no problem. You, we want to have a party about being gay? Hell yeah. God. It, it, it was cute. It was so cute. cute. I also read um i started trying to catch up on uh the marvel voices that i have i started reading uh communidatis oh yes and i got a few stories in and i love how many there are of like the kids from strange academy <laughs> there's like i'm only like halfway through i'm on the uh america chavez one right now but there's like three kids already from a strange academy <laughs> good for them honestly and i'm like this you know what i have the first volume of strange academy somewhere i need to read that they're good they're good kids olivia I wish mm -hmm. I knew what it was like to be able to get something and read it right away. <laughs> Imagine. Ima you should do what I do and start taking them out from the library. Because then, if you don't read them, you have to take them back. So you're like, I gotta read this. No, I would probably forget to bring them back and then just get hefty fines. I have not borrowed from a library in years, um, mostly because I don't go past... Well, the big reason was in the town that I used to live, the library had hours that did not work with my schedule, because it's a small town library. 
it's only like open four out four four days a week for not very long. I don't I haven't checked out the library up here. Who knows? Who knows? I've um, already gotten used to just owning things. I feel I have gone to multiple library discard sales in the past though, and gotten some nice old books that way. That's good. Some 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 good random shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love a library Lo- discard. <laughs> Love it. Um I I read a bunch of stuff. I need to take stock of all the stuff I've read. Um, <laughs> making uh, making my way through a bunch of X Men stuff that we don't need to talk about right now. Um, I did. I picked up uh the uh new the Chip Zdarsky Batman uh arc started last week or the week before. Oh um, yeah, Batman one twenty five. Where Batman one twenty five. Tim Drake is apparently a big part of. <laughs> Yep, Tim Drake is a big part of it. Um, I love to see him. Um, it's a cool. I'm it's a so cool... far behind on Batman. I mean, you I could think just... I still have unread Tom King traits. I mean, you could just start with this because it's not. I probably not could. Good. Yeah, but I do like trade paperbacks for things that will have hundreds of issues. Um, I uh. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, it's like uh, partly taking place in the unspecified past and uh, partly taking place in the present because currently, uh, in the, the current moment, Batman is quote unquote dead along with the rest of the Justice League. They're not. They been fucking scattered across the multiverse or something. Um, but I think the the titular failsafe, I believe, is like a response that Batman has to him being dead. Um but uh it's cool. There's there's some some really good Tim moments. Uh I I like kind of the mystery it's setting up. Um there's nothing that seems like especially like groundbreaking currently, um, but I do I do like it and I like Chip Zdarsky's style. The first thing the first thing that Batman says in narration is I never dream unless I want to, which is like <laughs> I love him. This, this is, I love this man. He's the worst. Um Chip Zdarsky also, um, the first issue of Public Domain came out, which is, um, Chip Zdarsky's, like, creator-owned series that he's been putting out on Substack that now has a print version, um, through, uh, Image Comics, and it's, like, about a, uh, uh, about a a present day story about like a fictional superhero that has been adapted into you know like a big budget movie series. Um, but because of like how you know the rights uh played out, the writer of the original series has made a bunch of money from it, and the artist has not really seen any of it. 
Um, and it fought the, like, the main character who it follows is, like, the, uh, like, the artist's son, who is, like, kind of a generic, like, white dude, like, journalist, like, indie comics protagonist. Um, but he's, he's fine. Uh, a lot of the other characters are more interesting. Um, but I think it's, I, it's, it's neat. I'm excited to see how it shakes out because I like comics about comics. Um, and also there's some like very funny absurdist like Chip Zdarsky jokes, which I love to see. Um, the last thing I'll talk about today, because oh my god, we've talked so long, um, is also the first issue of the Gail Simone and, uh, Phil Noto, Jessica Jones miniseries, The Variants, um, came out, and it's very cool. I missed, I miss Gail Simone, I miss reading Gail Simone's writing, um, I liked it. There's, like, a lot of, uh, Jessica and Matt interactions that are very fun, um, there's some Jessica and Luke moments that made me very emotional, um, but I do, I really just, I like... I like Gail Simone's writing. I like her narration. Um, I like the vibes. Uh, anyways, that is all, that is all for now. Um, <laughs> thank you, uh, for joining us today on Capes and Japes. Thank you for bearing with us through our second skipped week ever. Um, we, if you want to, Keep up with us. See when we post episodes. You can find us online on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, just at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server uh, where, as mentioned, <laughs> Briar was posting comics panels earlier. Um, but uh, there's many other things in there, too, and you should come and hang out with us. Uh, we also have a Patreon. Uh, if you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content. You can watch stuff. You can help us pick what we talk about. Um, like the episode that we released last week was a bonus episode that we did about Thor Ragnarok. Yes! If you would like a free taste of the chaos that goes. <laughs> um, yeah, you check that out check out the vibes you can get many many more episodes like that we have done a lot of bonus episodes at this point um by joining our patreon uh if you are not able to do that but you still want to support the show you could leave a rating and a review um tell a friend if you think they would be interested in it and just come back and join us as you have done once again today, so thank you for being here with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar, and as always, why did you kiss me? Did you want to? Did I make you want to? <laughs> as always, Amara's just kind of like that. We don't understand her. <laughs>